Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greetings, listener dear, I'm Tom. I'm Ben. And I'm Matthew, and welcome to another episode of Beef Brothers Cold Cuts. It's beef, it's brethren, it is cold served. <laughs> I'm regretting breaking it down. No, for you, you, you know what? You know what? We loved every second of that. So um, this is, you know, not necessarily for the right reason, but we loved it. Um, this is uh, an episode where we deal with your uh, your flat-based beefs. And if you've got a problem you'd like to send in to us, beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Send it in today and you could find yourself on the pod. Everyone's got something. Everyone's got Everyone's something. Got Someone's issue. got something, a little tickle at the back of the mind. we can sort it out. Share situation. Everyone's got something. There's always Everyone's a bit of sand in the valley. Everyone's got a little bit of something, guys. That's my, that's my beef. My wife keeps putting something <laughs> on that. That is a, that is a shame. Uh, yeah. and, you know, that's, uh, adds to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is your favourite uh, ITV game show, isn't it? The chase. Um, <laughs> instead of instead of answering questions to get up that little ramp thing, I just run up and down it. For <laughs> <laughs> My pop Paul Sinner watches on. <laughs> And Bradley Walsh kind of goes, go on, go on, go on. That's a, t- that's a fantastic Bradley Walsh impersonation. He is <laughs> he is an old Irishman. <laughs> He's a 78-year-old Irishman. In my head, he was dressed as a jockey. I think that's what happened there. Is he riding <laughs> you? So it, it turned into like a weird fever dream. <laughs> not, along. That's not a bad idea for I'm a TV show. I think, I think Brad, as you know, knowing his track record, will be up for it. He rides... <laughs> well, his track record as a jockey. <laughs> as a jockey, yeah. yeah. As a, that's a flat jockey. He'll, he hops on the back of a, of a variety of different uh, of different celebs. Chafers. rides them, rides them round, rides them ragged until they're raw. It's not a bad. I watch it. We examine the chafes. Oh dear! Oh, I think absolutely of um, <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, uh, we should we should just b- b- very quickly say we've got a few more flat chest slam downs coming up uh, in oh. ne- ne- next month. Oh, oh what's proving to be a vintage year of flat slams? Yeah, it's been really a, fun so I've far. Had a hasn't wonderful it? time. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's been great. We've had, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard the episodes already, but we've had great fun um, with our episodes. We've been recording over at the Phoenix. Uh, we've got uh, one more. Uh, that we have recorded that you're gonna you're gonna hear next month, but we've also got uh, two more recordings in uh, April. So if you're in London, the Phoenix is where we're doing them, April fourth and fifth. Uh, no guests booked as yet, but we will get that sorted pretty soon. They're always and, amazing uh, as well. They're always we fun. Always, I mean, you know, we come have on, great guests. Come on, we always have great guests. We always have a great come time. We've, Be we've part got of a record. It. Outside of London in uh, the McCunthleth Comedy Festival. Yes, MacFest. We're going to be there. Yeah, right at the. We're on, on Saturday the 30th, I think it is. Uh, Saturday the 30th. All the details for that will be in the show notes of the show. Um, but if you go to uh, macfest.co.uk, I think that's right. Yeah, um, yeah sounds about right, isn't it? Um, and, uh, and get your tickets. Uh, get your tickets today. We've got a great guest today. 
a really brilliant guest. We had such a good time uh, chatting to her. It's Christina Martin. Um, you may have seen her on the stand-up circuit a few years ago. Um, you may have seen her writing in Viz. Uh, you may even have had to uh, contact her as a member of the council. But, you know, <laughs> she, there's many, many strings to her bow. Um, but uh, she's a dear friend of ours and she was a great guest. And I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Um, we really get into it. If you enjoy Christina and uh, you'd like to hear more, then join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pappy's Flat Share. Get yourself over there. And for four pounds, a mere four pounds a month, oh. you get a ton of bonus episodes, a new one every week, plus an extra bonus beef not included in this podcast that we recorded just for those guys over at the Patreon. So hop on board today. Enjoy the pod. Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you be from the sorting out your beef. So uh, thanks for coming on the pod, uh, yeah, Thank you for having me, man. It's great to well, see you. Oh. It's really nice what to see you. Tom, seen you really you groaned into that, that, by the way. It's such a treat. I get that a lot. We were gigging together, what now must have been 10, ten plus years ago. Because I know when I stopped, t- 2010, bang, nice round number. Stopped I picked it out of the air and just went, stop. And now it's 2022. Obviously, you used to do stand up back in the day uh, with us. Who didn't? Who, Who didn't? didn't? Everyone, everyone used to do stand up, right? Tedious. Um, uh, Childhood write, thing. You write for Viz <laughs> as well. People may have seen your writing in Viz. Yes, uh, I get this weird thing every six months where someone tweets me and go, Are you Christina Martin? And I go, Well, yeah, but what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? And then they go, Viz. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that small level of known. But you have, a, you have quite an, un, well, quite an unusual job would you say it's unusual i i think it is unusual in that people don't know much about it but it's sadly usual because obviously people die all the time and so yeah it's it's going on every day behind closed doors um i work at the council and um i do in addition to a random selection of things like environmental health so i'll be taking phone calls about rogue peacocks and um there was recently a good one an email landed in the inbox with the title was accident at the llama farm <laughs> great album yeah i was like oh that sounds like bowie when he was in stella street like something he'd say yeah. as he walked along oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> and then we improvised a line in the office so what's the matter mr Alpaca. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of fun, as you can tell. Um, so yeah, I'm doing this sort of stuff, like everyday admin stuff to do with environmental health. But then sometimes if people um, die in our area without any money or any family to do their funeral, we will step up and I will pop into their house, have a quick look around if they're no next of kin to search for any family or friends. Or if I don't find anyone to find some suitable stuff about them, their personality, their music taste, so we can choose some songs for the eulogy and the service. And yeah, and then we do their funeral for them. Oh, it's a really strange admin slash big life thing. Yeah, crossing yeah. over paperwork and life. It's a, but it's also a little bit like through the keyhole. Yes, it very much. And I do walk around the keyhole saying, vibe. ooh, <laughs> 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 studio. <laughs> Paperwork and life's a quite a good way of describing Beef Brothers as well, in some ways. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and, a, about, and occasional about death. Life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
When did you know that 2010 was going to be the year you were going to stop? Was it like you looked ahead in the calendars and thought, that's a good looking year to I stop? Chose, I chose my last gig and it was in the beginning of 2010, I think. So yeah, I was back at the back end of 2009. I was like, let's wind this down and choose my last gig. And I chose Josie's uh, Lost Treasures which is oh, a great way to go out. Yeah, yeah oh, brilliant. Because I think our last gig chose us. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they choose you, sometimes you choose them. You went out on your own terms. <gasps> yeah. This is it. I, I sort of just fell on my sword, just leaned on it, didn't even fall on it, just slowly leaned on it. The audience sort of the fought stand. their own swords for us. <laughs> Sharpened yeah. the mic stand and off you went. And I didn't even do like my set. I just did stuff on Peter Simon on um, when he was on Bid TV because it was about uh, heroes, unsung heroes. So I thought yeah, people, you were obsessed with Peter yeah, Simon, weren't yeah. you? People that talk on their own to themselves all night on live TV. Those are my unsung heroes. Yeah, just talking <laughs> to themselves effectively. Would into, you ever do it? Talking themselves into a knot. <laughs> yeah. Would you ever do it at home? Would you ever like pick up a you know pick up a, a sort of pepper pot and go? Oh, I'm going to chat about this and see how long I can do. <laughs> see just how long I can reach this. Yes, yeah, a Look, good writing exercise actually, Matthew. <laughs> Look into the look into the microwave and imagine it's a camera and just talk. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could get his way of talking. It's absolutely the rambling tone is you can't even mock it up yourself. You have to. I had to print off all these things I tweeted of his because it's not. You can't replicate it. It's like he is, always, is he still going strong? Yeah, uh, yeah. Every time you turn on, he's selling a bed or he's on a vibrating plate now. Lot. <laughs> he's just standing on a vibra plate going viewer. It, 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 it shakes you and it exercises your bottom and then you see his bum close up shaking that, what that is is that's just producers saying to themselves what can we get him to do tonight yeah. <laughs> I've seen that he's going to talk all night wouldn't it be great if we could get him on one of those shaky plates oh, I found he blocked me randomly and I don't know why <laughs> and it's so ironic if I am blocked on purpose because I've got a photo of him like an autograph photo that says keep tweeting Aww. which is what keeps me going Whenever I think uh, I won't tweet tweeting today. just not at me. <laughs> just not me, <laughs> And I'm not going to read any of the tweets. Somewhere else. Tweeting brackets other people. <laughs> Might have just been a kind of, I don't know, if I'm reading the tone wrong, it could have been keep tweeting. Yeah. Yeah, go, go on and yeah, see, what, keep see what fucking happens, mate. I won't, you know, I won't care. Talk to yourself, love. That's what you're doing. Is this your second book? Is your second book going to be a history oh, of Bid TV? Bid TV and also probably Quiz Call, you know, the ones where you had to do a quiz. And no, have you ever called into Quiz Call? I very nearly called, but I stopped myself. <laughs> so you really are just a lurker on I these really channels. I'm the worst kind of lurker. Because um, what do they block here? <laughs> yeah, I'm just really it. You're never going to buy anything. I'm hearing why I'm being blocked now. I'm, as yeah. I speak, it's like going to therapy and like learning about yourself. Like, oh. A lot of people say that about our podcast. It's not comedy, but it feels a bit like therapy. Actually, <laughs> it sort of helps me release a few things. <laughs> So what is your? Uh, we we know you you have a lot of late nights and you you stay up yeah. and you and you drink a lot and you you watch you watch bid TV. Sounding good, um, isn't it so far for your? Yeah. Listeners. What's your what's your uh, what's your <laughs> flat share uh, setup? Are, do you live on your own? Do you live with with someone else? I'm currently moving into my own place. Are um, you? So I'll be solo. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm sort of knocking about um the house as it gets packed up and moved on. Right, so, so we, we're catching at the at the at the end of an era. Yeah, old place, so old place, new place. How much stuff is still left to pack up? When are you moving? 
oh, I'm not sorted out yet, but I've, I've sold so much stuff on eBay and I gave loads away. I had this mad time during lockdown where I just gave stuff away. I just tweet, who wants this? Yeah, you sent um, me the Bruce McCullough book. I loved it. I did. Oh, isn't it a beautiful book? And it's a great book, And a poem yeah. about um, breathe in, you know, when you, when you want to, when you miss someone, just breathe in. He talks about you breathing the same air as the Beastie Boys and, you know, Jesus. And <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so oh, beautiful. Wow. And this he tweeted recently that he's got a typewriter that Tom Green gave him and he likes to write funny little poems on the typewriter my friend Tom Green got me. And I was like, "This, I love everything about this tweet. It's yeah. just- <laughs> Do you think breathing in the same air as the Beastie Boys might be a bit smelly? It feels like feels like it going was- into a dressing room and being like, yeah, no, sorry, the, the Beastie Boys were in here last night. Yeah. Sorry, we, we're still this is sabotage. Should we do some beefs? I feel like we've got some. Uh, oh, we've yeah, got some. We we've got some good ones. We've got some weird ones, and okay. the one I've uh, the, the the one that Parry's going to do mm. is especially odd. Have you got it there, Parry? Yeah, I mean, you kind of teased it to me in the subject of the email. You said, admittedly, this is quite weird. So I've, I've deliberately held off reading it. Oh, this so is a cold reading from Parry here. Great. We're seeing so we the actual reaction at times. Um, so, Beef Narn from Mark via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Dear Pappies, I've got a Beef Narn for you if you're interested. Nothing to do with Indian food. I just enjoyed the pun. So... Is that the weird bit? No, you you wish, mate. You absolutely wish. (laughs) My nan and my mum are not getting on. Nan is notorious for making plans and then cancelling at the last minute. She will arrange for us to visit her in Northampton, bigging it up by saying she's cooked a salmon. We will then all arrange our lives around visiting my nan and then she will cancel at the last minute. She will also frequently get pissed on gin and then leave voicemails slagging off members of the family. The cancelling plans thing can be a real pain in the arse, but to be honest, the voicemails are quite fun. And I usually agree with my nan as they are frequently about my (laughs) (laughs) brother-in-law. Good stuff. Me and my sister shrug this all off and love our nan anyway, but my mom is really upset about it. It was my nan's birthday at the weekend, so the family went to the local spiritualist church to visit her, as my nan's been dead for three years now. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no one was expecting that, were they? No, the, there's the, <laughs> no, the twist. Well, <laughs> yeah, one of the twists, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> my sister and I were delighted when the medium managed to contact not only my nan, but my granddad too. My nan and granddad had loving and supportive messages for both of us, and it's great to know they're still around. My mum, however, was not as happy. She, in fact, started an argument with my nan for being an unreliable drunk, and my granddad for always taking my nan's side via the medium of the medium, who was getting pretty anxious at this point, as she's probably not used to getting heckled. You tell her, you tell her, right? The medium said to my mom, they want you to know that they're happy up there and doing fine. To which, to which my mom replied, that's fucking typical. I want an apology and their response is they're fine. Well, they can fuck off the pair of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I consider myself an agnostic and I'm not sure what I believe. Either way... I don't think it's healthy for my mom to be holding on to this resentment. I look forward to your prompt reconciliation. Kind regards, Mark. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is... 
This it's odd, is, isn't it? Our, it's odd. This, is, this, this is, a, is this our first beef that goes into the after? We've never had an afterlife beef before. Beef, beef. beyond the grave. They're unusual. Yeah. Well, it isn't it's a beef. Sorted out. You know, that's yeah, why. it's not a beef from beyond the grave, really. In that Mark is Mark's alive. What? It is beef. He's oh, alive. Another twist. That's the twist. Well, we <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't finish reading. Kind regards, Mark. Uh, Sent through my medium, it says. Sent by my iPhone from the afterlife. <laughs> Sent through my medium's iPhone. Um, I've got hung up on the salmon. All I can think about is salmon. Well, I, that, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? She says, I'm cooking a, I've cooked a salmon. Past she's going to be off by the I've time I've cooked you a get salmon. Everybody come round. <laughs> in to, everyone come to Northampton. I would say if someone's cooked a salmon, it doesn't matter if you're a couple of villagers along. By the time you get to Northampton... That salmon's no good. You right? need to be there at the time of the preparation. Time of cooking, yeah. Yeah, really. So it's just mutes, you know, there's no problem yeah. there. It's oh, just all salmon that? confusion. <laughs> salmon have to be in right there, right then. Well, I would say don't cook it and then make plans to invite people around to eat it. Yeah, make plans first, cook salmon later. I think that's, that's it. The, the order old, the of those things. The old saying. Well, that's what I always say. I say it all the time. <laughs> Every day, months a day. I think I've got a, I've got a suggestion here for Mark. Oh yeah, I think what what it seems like the mom was looking for was a bit of back and forth to achieve this kind of this sense of kind of that something's been put to bed. Yeah, right. So if I was Mark, I'd consider going back to the medium, slipping them fifty quid, yeah, and saying, "Look, give it a bit of this next time." And do have a voice. Yeah, like like say this sort of thing. <laughs> drop in, Sorry. drop in. I've cooked the salmon. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. Get like be like, well, you you didn't come around even when I cooked the salmon, and like you know, like, like stick in some stuff like that. And like Kieran O'Keefe did with Derek Akora, feed them. Yeah. Exactly. And then when the mom comes back, then so let's go back another time. Let's see what's going on. And then rather than saying they're fine, she's saying a bit of the nan stuff and giving a moan and have a slag off of the brother-in-law. And then the mother can kind of have a bit of a ding dong and it will feel like she's, oh, she's, you know, wrestled with her demons and she'll leave at peace. That's what, I'd, that's what I'd go for. I think you're right there because I think what most uh, uh, psychic mediums are sort of, offering is um peace for the living isn't it sort of <laughs> mental peace for the living but this is the one time for cold hard cash anything exchange for, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for all of your money yeah but in in this instance this is this is someone who just like who just misses the argy bargy well, of having a, a relative a they go, don't go with thing where she does you know when she kissed the demi moore Whoopi, Whoopi goldberg could they have like a physical fight it's <laughs> 50 quid beat the yeah, shit out of my mum is that what you're saying to that <laughs> or have a kiss cook a salmon <laughs> cook a salmon and hit them with it human salmon or that'd be fact, good if the medium just sets up a, a meeting and then cancels at the last minute oh, you don't have to be... spend any money and that'll pretty much and it'll be in Beautiful. keeping with that their experience. I think that would be the, the best thing. thing, wouldn't it? Is if they sit down with the medium and the medium says, right, she's coming, she's going to be with me now. Oh, oh no, she isn't. She's, she's sent cancelled. an email. <laughs> she's cancelled, actually. Sorry. She's, she can't make it. Uh, but but by the way, tell Steve to get his life together and get a proper job because he's he's married to her. <laughs> like, it's like a just... goldfish, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone, do, do any of us um, believe in 
mediums. Christina, are you, do you do you believe in that kind of? <laughs> no, couplers? I don't think I don't yeah. think so. No, Actually, yeah. I I've sort of had stuff told to me, but um, I was too young to verify. You know, like I was told that I identified a ghost of someone who died that morning when I was on a swing, like a creepy child. But I don't remember that, so I can't verify <laughs> that. I was on a swing, and my dad went, "What are you looking at?" And I went, "I'm waving at Tessa." And he went, "Who's Tessa?" I went, oh, "I don't know. She's died." And then when we got to the hospital, my mum said that my nan's neighbour Tessa had died. But who knows what osmosis I might have been picking up from my nan. Wait, you know? yeah. wait, wait, that, yeah. wait that, hang on. That, yeah. That's an amazing oh, story. Really <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. I was apparently there and I don't know that. Right. I think that's, that's my really parents using it up for drama because I've seen them do that since. So I know what they're like. They like a story. <laughs> How had Tessa died? Had Tessa died falling down a hill, had you actually seen the death? <laughs> no, she was swaying at me. <laughs> Help me! A swing clocked her in the head, actually, is what There's happens. A There's a woman in there. She's, she's going blue. <laughs> I had a psychic come into a house I was searching, because I do house searches in my job, and I was looking for the guy's will. Um, it was the only thing that we'd not got, and we needed it, and we knew it existed. And I was climbing through because he once his wife had died, he piled all the furniture in the house up against one wall so he could make model railways with the whole like back downstairs. So there's a big model oh, railway running around. Finally, I've got the space. <laughs> She's gone, We're and so waiting. I had to climb through and under and over and take things out and move cupboards. And just as I was about to get my hands on the will, the next door neighbour came round with her sister, who she said was psychic, and um, the sister said. I sense he's getting annoyed with you. I sense you're looking for something and you can't find it and he's getting annoyed with you. And it's like, that would be really impressive if I hadn't told your sister half an hour ago that I was looking for his will and I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got chills. Other than that, I've got chills. I'll tell you. And then I found it and went, is he happy now? <laughs> Can you verify? <laughs> but I do get the spooks. I do feel like people are behind me. That's just the natural feeling of being in someone's house, isn't it? They're, they're, they're in the walls yeah, and wow. you're an intruder. But yeah, that was funny. It's like, oh, very good. Yes. Yeah, impressive. <laughs> When uh, when you were climbing through all the uh, the furniture that was like piled mm-hmm. up against one wall, were you tempted to sing any songs from Les Mis? Because I don't oh. think I wouldn't. I don't think I'd be. All would, day. You know, yeah. Just be singing <laughs> one day more as I <laughs> cl- clamber up and sit on a high chair. Such a theatrical scene. Yeah. I'm so, I was sorry to disrupt I was thinking more of reenacting the Wallace and Gromit bit where Gromit's going round on the train track. <laughs> <laughs> Laying out the tracks in front of him, yeah. You perched on a little train going round looking for this wheel. <laughs> it was so magical, that house. It was just like that. It was like a toy shop. It was brilliant. Oh, wow. <laughs> Have we solved the beef? I'm just we stopped talking about it. But, I mean, uh, yes. Um, I think the reason we stopped talking about it is the beef has been sort of solved by death. And I think we decided that <laughs> yeah, also... Let it go. Yeah. Also, the, the, the paying off the medium. Yeah. And maybe having a, a Whoopi Goldberg kiss or fist fight or both. <laughs> would be the closure they need. It'll be interesting to see if there's some kind of medium's code. Because the, I bet mediums get that all the time. I bet someone sidles up to a medium and says, look, Tell her, tell her you've spoken to her and she's fine. Yeah. I, I, whether mediums are like, okay, or they'll go, no, 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 we we don't do that. I, have to I feel like I'm that's steady. the deal with mediums anyway, though, isn't it? Do you think there's mediums out there going, oh, she's not, not getting anything. She's not fine at all. <laughs> she's gone she's, to hell, actually. She's oh, in no. hell. 
She's struggling. Oh, eternal damnation she's facing. Here. It's really hot. <laughs> that's, that's clearly what the mum wants. The mum would be delighted. The mum would be like, thank you very much. Yeah. Have an extra 50. <laughs> you cook a fucking salmon down there. Eh? <laughs> Rotisserie salmon, anyone? <laughs> oh, beef solved. Beef solved. Yeah. sorting out your beef. Beef solved. Can open a beef. So straight away, it's got you by the balls. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. What's going on I'm here? Not going anywhere. Here we go. Can open a beef. I don't want to can open it anywhere near my balls if that's okay. Uh, avoid it. Um, that's my thing, actually. Of course, oh. you forgot about that. <laughs> Is this from you? You're banned from Lakeland. <laughs> can open a beef from a non via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. That's quite pleasing, that flow of that sentence. Ooh, hey, guys. I would whack on about how much I love the podcast, in brackets, which I do, and how hilarious you are, in brackets, which you are. Oh. But I'll cut to the chase. I like that. That is because they've done it anyway. You know, yeah, I see what they've done there. Clever, I moved in with a stranger. Let's <laughs> go straight in. <laughs> done the small talk. Um, I moved in with a stranger, though we both moved in at the same time. We really got on and off we went to Ikea to kit out the house. She was a student, so I footed the £400 bill. Oh, he doesn't mind splashing it around. He likes to tell people. Oh, he'll pick up the tab, but he's not going to stop talking about it. (laughs) I wonder if they had the meatballs as well in that. That's included in that. She paid me back for the stuff that was going into her room, brackets, about 50 quid. But I paid for all the communal stuff kitchen, lamps, etc. We were living in London, but I was working in Oxford, a two-hour commute away. After six months of 5am wake-ups for a four-hour round trip to work every day, leading to me falling asleep in a one-to-one meeting with my boss, I decided to move to Oxford. She found a tenant to replace me and asked me to move out before my new lease started. She asked me to pay her for my half of the quarter of the year. That's a very involved sentence. My, My half, half of the quarter of the year of the TV license. What? Whoa. <laughs> Leave it at that point. I don't even know what's going on. One of them's travelling at 30 miles an hour. The other one's travelling at 12. <laughs> one's going to Oxford. The other one's staying in London. Which one arrives first at the bus station? Um, so since, since I had chosen to leave, yeah, so it's his fault. He has to pay the quarter of the year of the TV license. Mm-hmm. Then got in touch about further nitpicking bills, which I paid. The final straw was when she told me I had taken a can opener. Here we go. We've hit the oh, mother okay. Now we're talking. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what's delightful? Parry, I, your pants. Well, what's delightful is I'd forgotten the title by this point. So engrossed was I in the story. We're so fast in a story, yeah. Can yeah. opener arrives like a callback and it's like, of course, it's going to come down to a fucking can opener. All of that. And then a can opener on top. So she told me I had taken a can opener and gave me the option of posting it back. (laughs) Oh, la la. More than the value of the £1.50 can opener. Or give her the money for it. I told her I would happily give her back the £1.50, but she would have to give me back 200 quid for all the stuff from Ikea that I bought and left behind. Oh, she was waiting. He had that. Sounds like he's solving his own beef there, really. Negotiations. I understand being a skint student. We've all been there. But then it has to go both ways. You're either tight and fastidiously pay your share, 
or loosey goosey. I love that loosey goosey. Yeah. You can't shirk your bills, but then ask for one pound fifty for a fucking can opener. It really ends on a bosh. Yeah. Love anonymous, if that's even their real name. <laughs> just to say, not that it matters, but just not to misgender anonymous. Anonymous is uh, is female. Don't think that changes the beef in any way. But it's uh, uh, that is. And I don't think that gives away. That doesn't narrow it down, does it? No, that's <laughs> I'm not approaching the trust no, of the listen, of anonymous there. Listen, mate, you know, we've got two worked. listeners. <laughs> I've worked it out. 50-50 shot now. Yes. Um, <clears throat> <Sorry>. Okay. <clears throat> right. Theories. Wow. I mean... <sighs> First thoughts for me are... Most cans now come with a little ring pull. I don't think I've used a can opener for three or four years. Yeah, yeah. Who needs a can opener? When I when I have, they're they're shit. These they're awful. Yeah, can openers have gone to shit because they know they're not needed anymore. So they've given up. (laughs) My last two can openers have been awful. They've been dog shit. I'm glad it's like it's like like clocks. It's like clocks in public. You look at a clock in public nowadays. None of them are telling the fucking right time. They've all given up because they know everyone's everyone's looking at their phones. And it's like you go to you find me a clock tower that's still pulling its weight. They've they're fucking they've given up. I was going to say clocked off, and I thought this might be a bit on the nose. (laughs) Don't worry, one one of us will always fill in the gaps. but like it, it's a, I think it's a similar thing with can openers. I truly believe. I think if you're a can opener operator, uh, manufacturer, operator, go door to door. Any any cans you want opening, gov. <laughs> like the like the like the knife sharpener used to come round, you know, with his with his grinding wheel. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I peel my cans open now. So yeah. the last like time I banana. used a can opener, yeah, exactly, and it's a nice pleasing action, isn't it? As well, so as a bonus. Yeah. But last time I used one it was about three years ago, and it was on because tuna cans haven't caught up in all always, have they? Yes, yeah. that's what I was going to say. That's the only that's the only can. <laughs> the only can thing ha- hanging on for can openers yeah. is the tuna, unless you go really expensive, John. I was about to say John Lewis. It's not. It's John West. John West um, in some sort of salted caramel brine. They have the can <laughs> opener. Never knowing you under pole course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I used one on a tin of cheap tuna, and I, um, you know, it sh- shears away the metal, so it's all like um, yeah, really yeah, sharp. Yeah. And I cut my fingers so deeply, I had to go to A and E. Oh so, shit. I would say send her the fucking thing and a cheap tin of tuna and then let nature take its course. Well, <laughs> I, I, yeah, have it, have I've it. got to ask the I've got to ask the question then. How do you how do you open your cans? Because there are two methods, aren't there? There's the sort of biting the tooth through the top of it and then sort of cutting a bit out the top, or they're shearing oh. off the entire top, biting yes. the tooth through the side. Side, side on. Your side. Okay, I, I thought side on because that's how you're. That's how you're cutting your hand. I'm. That's I'm. How you I'm get in trouble. I'm top down. I'm top yeah, down, top and down then. All day long. I wish I'd but I, you, this you do see problem. these people who are side on. Uh, Parry deciding right here. Uh, I'm top down, but Can I, I have to down. try and resort to side on because of this <laughs> malfunctioning tin opener. That's it. Well, Some of them I, force I wanna... you to be side on, and then you're in yeah, danger, and exactly, they put you in danger. It. 
Yeah. Did you see um, on Rip Off Britain? Because they often have the really. <laughs> of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, once again, my televisual experience is a very niche. <laughs> they often have... tell, tell me you've got Christina Martin on the podcast without telling me you've got Christina Martin on the podcast. I think that's what happened there. <laughs> have you seen on a very. on four in a bed. Anyway, yeah, please, this is me. Together and get a Netflix. <laughs> yeah, please, someone, someone, get me Apple TV. <laughs> I am. Um, I was watching one episode because I really like all their really non-stories and they have like sometimes they have a man like looking at a, a Twix with a, a magnifying glass to demonstrate that he's upset that it's smaller than it was um, or they'll have like a man going sadly to his fridge and shaking his head at his orange juice because it's less orange juice in it but they had one guy who um, couldn't open his Frey Bentos pie and it ruined his dinner and it caused tension with his wife <laughs> Why, why, why couldn't he open it? Just it was because the tin opener in the nineteen seventies one he had, you know, when they were just a bit of metal yeah, with yeah. a tiny, wouldn't work on the Frey Bentos, which was tougher than you know normal tins. So he couldn't get his pie, and it caused tension with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got a clip obviously I filmed yeah, it yeah. I found it I filmed it put it on YouTube uh, along on with a YouTube. few of my other favourites <laughs> I love that show so what was I, I've got I'm sorry what was his wife's problem is it just that he's getting so stressed she's like get, she's feeling she's getting problems she's getting I know she, she's getting she's getting anxious from like hearing him banging away in the kitchens hitting the Frey Bentus pie off all the surfaces entire salmon what he couldn't get <laughs> He couldn't get in, so they didn't have a pie. They had to do something else. <laughs> and it was just a picture of him at the end of the piece, standing in the background, blurry, and the pie in the foreground, sharp focus. Right, and he's nemesis. Sad. Do you and cook a Frey Bentos and then open it? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I've never dealt with those kind of foods. Because I can imagine that being particularly annoying. If, if you've got it cooked and it's and right there and you it. can't get in... You've already ever, you know people are coming to Northampton. Everyone's on their way. Yeah, you've promised them a pie. You have to cancel them again. This might have been what was happening with the sandwiches. So I've cooked a Frey Bentos salmon. <laughs> oh no, it's stuck in the tin. Um, I, I, think, I think what you have to do, Anonymous, is send it back. I mean, you can, you can literally just say, look, give me the 200 quid. Or you can go petty and you can send it back in some way compromised. You can either tell them about how you've compromised it or you can uh, leave it for them to find out. But I think... My brain's gone like, are you thinking they've stuck it up their arse? Compromised <laughs> <laughs> in some way. We quick. I, I, my brain, I was thinking a bit at a yeah. time. but sure. Oh, that's good. Well, that's really yeah, good. Put it up your put ass a bit. Well, you can't, you can't, yeah, of course, I mean, you can't go all in. You can't go, <laughs> go can you? And Tom, of course, you're the expert on this. That would be a great trick if you put it in your bum and then tried to open a can. <laughs> and then sent the video to them after they'd received it. Oh, no, I went in from yeah. the side. Like, <laughs> side a, a, bit, a bit like the Twin Peaks kind of cherry stalk thing, but like... <laughs> You very seductively put a can in a can, open up your arse and then fart it out and it's open. It's a sort of jazzy music. Oh, oh, that is the worst tuna bake I've ever had. <laughs> the salmon's cooked, everyone. <laughs> I'll open your Frey Bentos pie, mate. You're not going to like it. 
But no, I was thinking like you file down the teeth of it or something, or you, or or you just yeah, or, or you just or you you like that's a good idea, Clarky. You break it apart into four or five component parts and say you can have you can have the can opener back and send it. You know, you get send you know, it each like, week like a different it's, like a exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd take I'd I'd take I'd come and take all my stuff. That's what I'd do. In, in exchange. Yeah. I'd turn up in a van. I'd get, I'd get removal guys and I'd say, go and take all the, st- the like the, the 200 st- quid <laughs> that, stuff I bought. Is that legal? Stick it in your van. <laughs> yeah, because it's mine. I bought it. I've got the receipt. Fair enough. And then, and then, I, and then I'd leave in the middle of the room One the, the can opener. Yeah. But the sofa's gone. The lamp's gone. I'd get the removal guys to carry in the, the can opener. Two of them. Two like men. One holding, yeah, one holding each end. <laughs> Moving really weirdly. Yeah. <laughs> Shuffling. <laughs> Shuffling along. Laying it on yeah. the doorstep saying, sorry, we're not allowed to take it in the house anymore, COVID. Um, you have to sort it out if it's say, in there. You can say, look, you can have the can opener, but I am taking all my other stuff that I paid for and I've got the receipt for it. Yeah, don't just say, give us 200 quid. Say, I'm taking the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's the, that's the bigger inconvenience, isn't it? Absolutely. And they brought it on themselves by asking for a can opener. Or shove it up your ass. Either way, <laughs> oh, everybody sorry. wins. Well, that as well. <laughs> You've got to have a little bit of vengeance in there as well. <laughs> have a little bit of pleasure. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Stick up your ass, twist it a few times, fire it out <laughs> through their door, through their letterbox. Beef solved. Beef solved. <laughs> I think solved in several ways, many ways. <laughs> <laughs> sorting solved. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is from Mark. Gull beef. And he sent us an email. Gull. Yeah. G-U-L-L. Beef. Via beefbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Brothers and sisters of the beef. My beef is with the people of my neighbourhood. Four years ago, I moved into a house in a suburban area of Dublin. My house faces onto a green. 
Uh, he doesn't say uh, green what. Uh, the problem is <laughs> that lots of people in the area throw their food waste out onto the greens. We have a plague of seagulls that hang out there all day long. Oh, Every no. morning I get woken up by the screeching of seagulls. Dublin City Council have put letters through everybody's doors asking people to stop because it's also causing a rat problem. But th- that this doesn't, doesn't seem to dissuade people. I've yet to encounter any rats, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can do to solve this issue? Cheers, Mark. I've got a really boring answer to that because I work at the council. Yes, go on. Give us, give us, give us your boring council answer. <laughs> well, see, I know from experience that the letter, <laughs> the letter that you sent, is just a first approach. Right. So they need to let the council know the first approach is not having impact, and then they need to issue a notice under a certain legislation to cease and desist that under a public health legislation. And it's a season to desist. Continue to do it; they'll get fined. So how it's a much season do they desist want to... to the neighbours or to the seagulls. To the, to the well, seagulls. the seagulls <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't tend to play ball. That was <laughs> a, another thing, actually. I get people phoning in, go, "The seagulls—they're swooping me." And, like, okay. <laughs> and you think I can speak to them any better than you? <laughs> or whatever the noise they make. But um, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, I quite like the noise. It's just a personal thing. I, well, I, I live it? near the sea. I like the noise. Yeah, yeah. it reminds it's, me of the seaside, so yeah. I always quite like it. So. Just, just pretend you're at the seaside. Get a bucket, get a spade, get into it. I mean, the goals. I, I can't quite get my head around these people in Dublin who are just lobbing food on the grass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is what's, mad. What's wrong with them? Why do you not have a bin? It feels like it's like 1970s. <laughs> I've got like an image of like, it's like the commitments or something where there's like a fucking shire horse in the lift or some shit. It's like, stop throwing food into the street, everyone. What's wrong yeah, with I'm not you? sure. The, I need to know why they're doing this. Yeah, have they not got a composting uh, waste yeah. plan? Have they not With, got like that going on? Does the council have to step that up as well? Get some brown yeah, bins on the it. streets. We need to look into this on several council departmental levels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell them to drop me an email. Even though I don't work at that council, I can have a look. Yeah, you sort of speak for most councils, don't you? What's going on? Let's You're the council a... whisperer. I am. I'm every, I'm, every, I'm every council person, every woman. <laughs> what, worst one woman show ever exactly. so tedious so tedious the one woman council show <laughs> just send them a letter and then do a notice that's just basically yeah my my shtick so that is Christina yeah Dina Martin is Jackie Weaver the musical <laughs> I, but I have authority that's a diff actually I don't I, I don't have any authority I only have section 46 authority to enter a house where nobody lives so that's the worst authority I think there ever is there's no one there to say you can't go in but you've got a little badge to wave just the spirits <laughs> getting angry at you yeah, that's all it is ghost of that person I'm going to stick a can over on the carpet and leave authoritar <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've got a suggestion that's yes. non-council based. Okay. Go on. Good, we need everything. <laughs> is it stick a can opener up your ass, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it no. always is. It always just is. To, just to fortify yourself at the start of the day before we begin this process. Get a can opener up there. You feel, you feel you like think. a new person. How should you think? <laughs> yeah. so, so, this Tom's like a very low out. rent cyborg, aren't you? <laughs> Churning, churning yourself up from a USB port, as I call it. The Tinminator. Yes, yes, um, I need your gun, your shoes. That's up my ass. Can of juice. <laughs> and some cream and toss. And some Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> uh, 
this food waste that's going onto the green, right? Mm. I, I, I'm not picturing. In my head, I'm thinking tea bags. I'm thinking maybe the odd crust. So what I think you might need to do is draw the seagulls to a different place because it's the noise of the seagulls that's bothering you, isn't it? So how about for like three weeks or something, you go to a different area of Dublin, an adjacent area, and and dump dump some, you know, Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah. Get the fucking good stuff out there, exactly. Do like in The Walking Dead, when when they would put the thing over with the zombie blood on. Put, put a thing over you with chickens and donuts. And just guide them up Pied Piper style, yeah. <laughs> Walk through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken and donut, man, yeah. Cover your, you look like a sort of really awful version of the Masked Singer. Just cover yourself, cover yourself it's, with... It's food waste, man. Yeah, just cover yeah. yourself with a variety of food waste and Who walk through the city. Who is? Chicken and donuts. <laughs> yes, on the Masked Singer. Feed the bird. Italy from Blue. Chicken and donuts, man. <laughs> So I think that might be a way to go is you make another area of Dublin more appealing to the goals and then they'll forget all about this kind of scraps that they're getting. Yeah. That's it. They're very much like they're going for the good stuff. The ones in Bexhill hang around outside the fish shop, the chip shop, and they stand there and they look at the menu almost like they're looking out the window. Taking photos where it looks like they're going, hmm, scampy. Oh, good. It's it's Celiac Wednesdays. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am allergic, so I need this. You're at the counter and you're like, and then I'll have a, and you're like, bad sausage. Oh, yeah, bad sausage. And you're just this little goal whisper spring in your ear they <laughs> keep swooping at me <laughs> the other thing you could do is you know the way that like in the in the apple factory uh they uh the, the factory they make iphones rather than the grocers uh the um they 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 because they, they, they were getting people jumping out the windows uh they just oh, put yeah. nets outside the windows to, rather than sort of making the working conditions better could you just put like basically nets outside your windows that springs the the rubbish back in that will stop people from being that will stop people from being such grubby bastards and chucking there have you not got a bin in your house i'm I'm fascinated by i don't what about a net that springs the goals back up into the sky (laughs) (laughs) just make everything bouncy in your area yeah. Or just keep, like, you know how you keep, like with toddlers, you keep putting them on the naughty step, take them back to the naughty step, like the super nanny steps, just keep walking them back to the naughty step. Every time someone throws something out, take the day off work and just knock on the door, throw it back in their face. And yes. every time, just keep, until they're yeah. like conditioned. Like, with, yeah. with a little handful of seagull shit as yeah. well. Yes. Just flat, you know, there's a little bit of interest. Yes. Or release a gull into their face. <laughs> And that will condition them gradually. Everybody has to have a gull in the house for a day. Yes. You live with the gull. You brought yeah. it here. Yeah. It's yours now. It's like wife swap, but you've just got to live with have a gull in your house. Can we deal with it. this? Let's yeah. do this. Yeah, that's a TV program I'd watch. This, this is, uh, everyone can join me in this weird genre of television. Um, I love it. I think, I mean, you know what, Mark? If there isn't a solution amongst those four different solutions, then so we can't help solutions. you, really. We can't help you. Um, beef solved. So, I was thinking about this all afternoon because I um, managed to eliminate all my beefs by just leaving town. So that could be... <laughs> the scorched earth policy. Yeah. The burnt be, bridges. 
if you ever have trouble in a future episode, just remember me, you know, just leave town. That's usually effective. Because I lived in a, a terrace block of four with one woman who used to be on her hands and knees on my front lawn picking the weeds with her fingers and then would get up when I came home from work and go to me, I'm just dealing with the weeds. Um, and then in the second one along, I had a, a man who used to sing, um, you know, this, uh, the, the slave owning side of the civil war in America. Oh, yeah. The Confederate side. He used to sing their battle cry song um, oh. really loudly all day oh, um, and was clearly quite a bit racist because he was like um, I'm not saying people who are right, like Tories are all racist but he was very Tory he was like leafleting for them and Dominic Raab he cut a tree down in his back garden and put in its place one of those poles for the because the Conservatives with Dominic Raab flag on it and it was like oh it's so oh, symbolic and then he had a giant vote leave four foot by four foot thing that he nailed to my fence so I had to go out under cover of darkness with the claw end of a hammer claw it off so <laughs> no one thought it was me and then on the other side I had a woman who dug up my garden and threw all my plants away so I stitched town I didn't have yeah to yeah anyway, yeah you were right to you were right like, to man how do you solve any of those beefs they're just so far gone they're nothing the to do with me yeah. it's not a dispute it's just yeah. great no so I was trying to think of Beefs. And also with my job, I'm so close to death that nothing seems that important in life. So I'm very Zen now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting near a beef at work that, okay. you know, I'm not involved in, but maybe you could solve it and I could be like the oh. UN peacekeeper and say what I heard about. Right. <laughs> I can't a, a bring myself to care. Yeah. About this yeah. beef, but it's, it's in my daily landscape. Um, there's someone who, uh, there's a coffee station outside my uh, office, which is completely against health and safety because it's my uh, fire escape. So it's full of combustibles, which is good. And <laughs> that's austerity for you, isn't it? We've got to be move them from a real office into an attic area <laughs> with the Christmas decorations <laughs> and combustibles in their fire escape. Great. So, um, <laughs> and we still have more cuts to make. <laughs> so, hey. They're just going to board you in eventually, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pop these fireworks for us, will you? <laughs> yeah, just hopefully they'll all die in a fire. We won't yeah, have to yeah. pay them. <laughs> so um, in the coffee area, there's like um, a biscuit tin that says tea club members only with the biscuits in. So no one touches those unless they're in tea club. Um, I'm not in tea club. I've spent my whole adult life trying not to get involved in tea funds. And I've been effective at it so far. I've never been in tea rounds or tea funds. And I was so delighted when COVID made a tea round illegal. I could go and get my own tea. <laughs> I can't get yours. It's, it's not right in COVID times. Anyway. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the same as you. I, I don't... Yeah. I don't really like making tea and coffee for other people. I no, don't I'll really want other people making tea and coffee for me. No. I don't I'm want their so, dirty hands on my cup. We basically don't eat, like, my wife and I don't make hot drinks for each other. We basically just make our own hot drinks when we want them. That is an excellent system. And it sort of works out fine. And it's not, you know, like, I'll, I will often offer and I'll bring her a cup of coffee in the morning, uh, you know, but that's the oh, only that's, one I'm doing that day. That's a big one, though. That's, yeah. that's, that's a huge one. You can't muck coffee up too much, can you? Because unlike tea, where it's like different gradations of colour, oh, I, I hate if, if, if someone asks that. me to make them a cup of tea, I just go, I go to pieces. I, I, I yeah. hate it. I hate it, uh, especially if it's a tradesman as well. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's their thing. They see tea so often; they're it, judging you. Yeah, and you yeah. just go, "Oh, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get this wrong." Yeah. 
you know, actually the handyman was around a couple of days ago and his order is black coffee, three sugars. And it's like, fine, I can do I that. you. Yeah, that's perfect. Don't even have to work out the milk, like colourings. No, no, don't have to worry about that. Black coffee, three sugars. Anyone can do that. That's perfect. That's easy. But when it's like you make a tea and then, uh, and also, you know, because when you pick up the tea afterwards and most of it's still there, you go, ah, fuck it again. It's like, but, but like, especially when you're, when you're in an office, going to make a cup of tea is part of the that's part of the reason you're doing it it's part of the break it's like yeah it's like oh, that's the whole thing you go away you wait you, you know it's all that it's not you it's a, a nice thing to do when, when you're robbed of that by someone going oh, I'll get you your tea then it's like well now I've got to sit yeah. in yeah I'm sitting at my desk <laughs> still working stand in a space substandard tea coming tea. to me <laughs> yeah, yeah the only thing I, I can, can do now is have a poo that's the next thing. I love having a poo at work, tent. getting paid yeah. for it. You know, like I don't bother pooing at home. Don't ever poo in your own time if you can avoid it. Obviously, you have to sometimes. It's physically impossible not to. There's never like seven o'clock at night. We're like, no, I'm saving this one until I get into the I'm office to tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go midnight. I think the buses night. are still running. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> very dedicated that one very dedicated she's, she's always here in the again. evenings <laughs> but the yeah. night she went for a curry and she was here for two days <laughs> incredible commitment straight she's from the curry burning the candle at both ends it's burning the operative word uh, but yeah, in other news, the toilet's blocked with a can opener. So uh, you, you, <laughs> we, we, we haven't found out who the culprit is. That'd be an all-staff email, wouldn't it? Pass out all-staff email, that one. The person who has parked their car. <laughs> and usually they know who it is. It's like, just speak to them. It's someone at our office who uses all-staff email to basically address Mandy. And it's like, just tell Mandy. But anyway. Just right. fire Mandy. No one yeah, likes her. Get um, rid of her. Just front her out so the tea club is usually quite a peaceful affair but um they've come to a bit of blows because there's a sugar you know the big sugars you can get like um industrial you know tubs um so you got industrial coffee industrial tea industrial sugars and someone has been taking their coffee granules putting the water in having a little stir and then putting their sugar in with a wet teaspoon. Oh, oh yeah. Creating yeah, yeah. Clumping, clumping. Clumping. Yeah. Can't do that. Um, distress. <laughs> 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 All sorts of terrible things have been arising, but yeah, it's, it's traumatic. And so the person is known, and once again, this is the whole using a search hammer to crack a nut, just go up to them, tell them. But the person is known, but they've been trying to sort of do it through email. You know, could the could everyone please put their sugar in first? And then they made a sign, a laminated sign. But laminate it, of course. Laminate it. That shows you mean it. You know, this is waterproof. This is time proof. This is forever. And so that, but it continues. This person, clearly, their method is no. I want to get my coffee right and stir it and get it all, you know, get the coffee granules dealt with. Yeah. And then yeah. I want to select my sugar. And they just continue to do it. And and it is a constant source of just ever so slightly tense. I, I you know, feel I, I feel like I get this and I think <coughs> excuse me I feel like um, yeah, I get this you, I can see. it's really yeah it's, got, it's actually <laughs> I'm sorry I brought this because it's I've really got, like I've got a sugar lump in my throat actually at the moment um, <laughs> terrible things but uh, yeah I, I, I feel like uh, I, I understand I understand this beef 
it is it is a problem but there's a simple solution and i think if you've got the industrial sized sugar tub what yes. you need is you know like when you go to the bank and there is a pen on a chain <gasps> spoon on a chain that is attached to the side of the tub right and that is the sugar spoon it always is- goes in there and and you can't yes. right what what will what will end up happening is people won't will want to stir with it uh, right yes. but they'll be frustrated you've got to make learn. it you've got to make the chain short enough right <laughs> that you can just scoop out you can, you can scoop but it out you can extend. move it along yeah. you can turn it over can't, yeah. uh, to dispense it. the, sh- the sugar yeah. into the cup but you can't then get the you can't get it over the edge of the lip of the and thing to get it in you can't cups with um, liquid in because you need to tip the cup slightly to, exactly. to meet the sugar spoon yeah so that eliminates people trying to get around the system so by doing it with a full cup a one yeah you've got a like one spoon that is only the sugar spoon and it's always there and it's it's permanently attached and I feel like that that's perfect, that could solve yeah. the problem so you've got oh, to go in cubes sugar cubes like I mean, yeah that's the eat. other thing as well those little my, sachets my suggestion was going to be like a sugar dispenser <gasps> so like oh you, like 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 with, like with, with optics in a like, pub like, like that like an optic yeah, yeah like one of those jars and you have it on the side and then so there's no there's no spoon involved at all we've taken out the entire spoon controversy there yeah and what you do there is as well is you're also buying yourself some it's a limited space you know we're trying to save on all the space we can You've we want to be able to escape on. through this area at some point exactly so you know you're, you're wall mounting <laughs> this sugar yeah <laughs> You know, like in a so you're, you're talking about like like in a hotel when you get like a bell jar full of cornflakes and you turn a little yeah. dial on the front and you crush yes. all the cornflakes into a into a powder <laughs> yeah, and, and then it, it disappears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that. But which doesn't matter with sugar, does it? No, so yeah, you just anyway. just turn it like Fine one turn of the dial. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Main, main source. You turn it one like one turn of the dial is a spoon of sugar. It's a good system, Tom. I really like it. Yeah. I think everything mm. you said is all possible, and I don't know how this pe- the person who's spent time actually laminating something hasn't thought about these things before you're getting to a laminator. Wasting time with the laminator. Yeah, you've it's moved a- on to the laminator before you even consider cubes or a spoon on chain. It's got. To, I think it's got to happen. <laughs> do you think, Christina? Do you think you care enough about this to implement the chain yourself, or are you it's just difficult? Gonna- it's difficult because I care very little about much. Yeah, um, I know. And, <laughs> and it's whether if it doesn't not, start with so beard and end with TV, then you're not that bothered about <laughs> it. Not, they need to get Peter Simon involved, don't they? Or Gloria Hunnaford off Rip Off Britain. Um, and then I'll listen. But yeah, I mean, I mean I'm kind of enjoying the mini drama because, you know, it gives you something in the grey open yeah. plan. It's soap but, opera, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a kitchen opera. sink drama. Is it you? Are you doing it just to just to create a bit of fun in the workplace? <laughs> Don't even drink With the coffee, just lick the spoon. It's so Zay ending, we all want this. <laughs> and just like that, she did it again. She made her coffee and laughed. <laughs> I quite like the lumps, though the um, the brown lumps. They've got a sort of flavour to them. You can eat them because my nan used to do that. My nan had a silver. You remember some nans had silver coffee and and tea and sugar. It might just be my nan. Yeah, no, no, I do. Nans. I know what you. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, 70s, yeah. Sort of you, you get them at the uh, you get them at the church coffee morning as well. Thank Very you. much yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, she'd yeah. obviously nick that from the church coffee morning. Because she was a church person, <laughs> and she always had lumpy lumps in there, and I would eat them because they. Oh, taste yeah. sort of 
caramel even. The yeah, because they've got know? a little bit of coffee in them or a little bit of tea, but they're yeah. they're eff- effectively just like a, a big sugary sweet. Like a little sweetie. So exactly. Turn that frown upside down. Yeah. That coffee lump. Appreciate <laughs> what you Enjoy got. Yourself. I mean, you've been gifted something. You're alive. You've got coffee lumps. You, I mean, you won't be for that long if you eat that much. Hasn't happened yeah, yet. Yeah. Eat that much sugar, you won't be alive for that long. But <laughs> when uh, it does, we'll all die. Right. Be solved. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, Christina, thank you so much for coming on the pod. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. It's been really, really fun. fun. Now, you've written a book. Yes. Do you want to tell So cool. Do you want to tell us about this? I don't know how I did that because, as you know, all I ever did was a bit of stand up and a bit of short form in Viz and stuff. Oh, I'm in Viz this month coming as well. Oh, amazing. Captain Tom article based on that um, weird Metro News exclusive. They called it an exclusive. Captain Tom would have been delighted to celebrate the Jubilee. I was like, oh, that is exclusive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If he's spoken to that medium that Mark's been using. Captain Tom. Apparently, he's doing fine. Yeah. He's cooked a salmon. He's had some coronation chicken everyone's invited <laughs> so i said to viz um would you like a captain tom news column and they went that sounds in very poor taste yes please <laughs> so a quick google shows that his daughter's been going around saying he'd be delighted and happy and you know all sorts of things about all sorts of things you know prospectively so i've written that but um yeah somehow i've written a book uh which just sort of happened over a couple of years um it's based on my job doing funerals for people without family or without money and it's based like case by case um so it's a bit like you know this is going to hurt like his, his was diary form though the yeah. diaries of a junior yeah. doctor it's yeah, more yeah. novel like because it's chapters but it's the same principle it's just taking you through the job oh, but also amazing. it can't help but get a bit sort of ex- existential and talk about death talk about life talk about everything um, but i try and keep it like everyone who's read it so far and given a quote for it has said it's poignant but funny um, and that's what I wanted to do. And are you putting do. those words into their mouth? Or? Yeah. I said that. You have to say that for your quote. And then they did. If you want to end up on the jacket, it's the poignant and funny. Because the only other pull quote I've got is, uh, is keep it? tweeting from Peter Simon. So. <laughs> well, I'm putting that on. Of course, that's not the front <laughs> and centre. Yeah. <laughs> this book is blocked. Will you, um, be yeah. able to, will you be able to send Bid TV copies of the book? <laughs> oh, my God. This is a gift of a buy. It's funny. Oh. It's poignant. Um, it's, it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've, so. Written, you've got a nom de plume, is that right? I do. I um, I don't mind people knowing it's me, obviously, because I'm admitting to it on your podcast. But um, I kind of wanted to not make it about me because it's just sort of, there's so many of me around the country doing this job quietly behind the scenes. Yeah. And it's not about me. And it's about the job and the stories and the fact of the matter and letting people know that you don't ever really die alone. I mean, we all die alone. Some of us just have people looking. But we ultimately are always caught by someone if we can't be looked after by someone else that's why i always say when i'm talking to anyone who's got family i always say we'll take them into our care later today when when we collect the body because i don't want to talk about the body i want to say we'll take them into our care and then they always say they mirror it back to you later because they'll go thanks for looking after them and that's what you want people to feel so yeah yeah, it's hopefully not too depressing a topic because I try and it make is, it. It sounds very life affirming. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that, so, and I'm hoping to put people off this idea that your funeral is a scorecard. You know, because everyone always goes, "Oh, how sad," and it's like, no, not at all. Because like one of my people, they were 99, and they had ice cream for lunch every day, 
and they were a legend. Everyone who knew them was like, oh, they were mad. Like they, they used to eat their breakfast at the care home. Like they had half a melon and they would just shove it into their face and just <laughs> gnaw it. And they, the nurses were like, they were just amazing. They do anything they want, they do. Um, it just so happened that they were 99 and they outlived everyone. Yeah, so it's not of a sad thing that they've got no one at the funeral. In fact, if you've got a lot of people at your funeral, it probably means you died quite young. Yeah, so that's yeah. probably not what you want. You want, a, you know, an that's unattended. <laughs> but yeah, just to say to people, it's, it's not like any kind of judgment call on you if you have to have this kind of funeral or any quiet sort of like key affair it's you lived a life whether or not anyone remembers or was there to see it you saw it and you lived it so amazing that's, that's why i want to across what, what's the book called and where can people find it well you know it? i'm still wrestling with the title um working title when i was pitching it because at the moment it's going out in march 2023 oh right we're all sort of trying to decide on a title. At the moment, I've called it Dying Moments, and then the, the subheading is The Caseload of a Council Funeral Officer. But we're trying to make it a bit more punchy in the top line, so I'm thinking either Ashes to Admin or something like <laughs> that's that. That's really good. You know? yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. So it just gets you, because that's what you want. You want the top line is always sort of wordplay, and the second line is usually what it is. So I'm reading yeah. a book at the moment called Stiff. And then the second line is the history of human cadavers, you know, so it just gives you that right. punch and then what is it? So I'm, I'm reading a book called Stiff as well, but it's got a slightly different... <laughs> <laughs> Not so much a book, more of a magazine, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a glossy. It's a glossy yeah, one. It has been laminated, yeah. There's some words. There are some so words. It's <laughs> being very violently laminated on a daily basis. <laughs> the laminator, that's what he calls himself. <laughs> the laminator's alive. <laughs> the preserver. <laughs> Whenever anyone in the office goes towards the laminator, I have to say sing it like the gladiators <laughs> when they turn it on oh laminator it's just my little bit of fun <laughs> well so people know that at least the guy dipping the sugar in the, the, the spoon in the sugar is the second most annoying thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll always be the headliner maybe <laughs> but yeah if you want to find out about my book and uh, keep in touch about it it's, I'm on Twitter at Evie King writes so Evie the name King rights the word rights we'll so. put that in the show notes of the uh, of this episode cool. so people can find you there um you. christina it's been it's been so fun having you on the pod um uh, really yeah, excited it's like to the old days yeah it really guys. is yeah. isn't it um, <laughs> it makes you feel young again it's uh <laughs> looking at how old we got <laughs> well at least i age better than them um it's like all that lovely garnier that's what it is that's what it is um, but yeah, well, um, you know, come back in a year's time and when the book's out and uh, oh, tell us more sure. about it. Um, totally. See you very soon. Thank you for having me, guys. Take care. Goodbye, listener dear. I'm Tom. <laughs> oh, you're doing it that way, are you? You're recording the outro. Well, I'm, by I'm Matthew, and you've just listened. <laughs> that was our part. Yeah, you've just listened to <laughs> Pappy's Flat Share, Beef Brothers Cold Cuts with the brilliant Christina Martin. Uh, if wee, you want to find wee, her wee. on Twitter, she's absolutely fantastic over on, on Twitter. Um, obviously, follow um, uh, Evie King Writes as well, her other Twitter account, uh, which is uh, all about her book. I'm excited to read it. I can't, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a year away. It's like, this is what happens though, isn't it? You know, the world of uh, publishing, like the world of filmmaking, like when you, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like your movie, Tom, when you're like, oh, I'm making this Christmas movie. I was like, great, I can't wait for December. And you're like, oh no, it's December 
next year. So 2029. <laughs> they've had second thoughts about the film. Um, <laughs> it keeps getting pushed back. It keeps um, getting pushed back. Uh, but no, yeah, it's so yeah, uh, March of uh, March of next year, the book is coming out. But uh, as soon as we know all about pre-orders and that kind of stuff, we will stick the details on the pod so you can grab yourself a copy because it sounds like a fascinating read. It's just, uh, I just think she, she has a, a really interesting life. I think it's one of those, you know, just one of those people who, obviously, a superb stand-up. I loved gigging with Christina. I always thought she was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, She's absolutely she one of my favourites. Uh, really funny writing for Viz, but also this amazing, like, other life that she's just, you know, it, it, you know, she just inhabits, and other and other lives, other people's lives that she inhabits. Totally. Um, it's a it's a it's a fascinating story, and I can't wait to read more about it. So thanks to Christina, and uh, thanks to you for listening. Um, don't forget the Patreon. Don't forget to leave us a review uh, on iTunes. Uh, five stars, I think, is the That'd order of the day. That'd yes. be great. That would be ideal. And also, don't forget your PIN number, else you won't be able to... Don't forget your, your PIN number. Don't forget your phone number as well. Don't forget. Remember all your vital numbers. Don't uh, forget. But, guys, throw away your receipts and uh, keep your love letters. Today's episode <laughs> was produced by... Uh, Baz Luhrmann, apparently. <laughs> 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 it was produced by Emma Corsham. Corsham team. team. Cheers, everyone. Bye. 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 Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.